everybody, and welcome to the Energetic Principles Podcast. I'm your host, Melissa LaFera, an astrologer, tarot consultant, all-around creative from sunny San Diego, California. And this is the 98th episode of the podcast, airing August 22nd, 2020. Now, I'm pleased to bring to you my interview with Rhode Island astrologer Virgilio Soto, aka Verge the Astrologer, who will join me in a discussion on Virgo season 2020, where Verge and I catch up from the last time we spoke during Virgo season 2019 to wax poetic on the astrological implications of 2020 thus far. Now, we remark that we can't believe we are this far into the year, and it's really as if we're living in a dream world that is just kind of flying by, but at the same time at a snail's pace. So then we go on to break down Virgo season 2020 and all its action, taking it transit by transit, while highlighting Venus and Mercury's many movements, the full moon in Pisces, Mars and Jupiter stationing, and the Saturnian new moon in Virgo. And really, the action never ends, so we do hope you enjoy this episode. Now, a fabulous way to show appreciation for this podcast and my astrological efforts is by making a one-time donation over at Mel's Tip Jar, or by booking a personal consultation with yours truly, all of which can be done directly through my site at energeticprinciples.com. All right, so who is ready to hear about Virgo season? Here we go. Now, let's meet our guest. All right. I'm so happy to welcome back to the podcast. We have Verge the Astrologer with us here again. Thanks for joining me, Verge. Yes. Thank you guys for having me again. It is always a pleasure to be here and catch up and talk astrology. Yeah, I mean, there's so much to talk about. Uh, and actually, it's Seriously. been a... I know, we just talked for about <laughs> 10 minutes before we hit record on something that would have been a record-worthy conversation, but hey, you know, maybe yes. little bits and pieces will come back up uh, if it's appropriate. But it's actually been a year since I've hosted uh, Verge on the podcast. He joined me for yep. uh, Virgo season last year. Um, yep. And so... Yeah, it came around again. I was like, wait, I haven't seen Virgin in a while. And I know you've been kind of taking a break on the old uh, social media life, as yes. I have too. Uh, what, what's going on there for you? Um, essentially, I'm really just trying to tune into a lot of the transits that I have happening. You know, I've still been taking my client work. I also have a number of projects that I'm working on. I have my own podcast. Um, I'm writing a few books as well. So, you know, I've just kind of been creating, um, trying to not be on social media as much just with everything that is happening in the world right now. With the fear media, I'm someone who, you know, has anxiety and these things can be very, very triggering in 2020. So I've just found for me that the formula is to, you know, focus on creating Try not to be too tapped into uh, all of the daily updates that are happening. Um, you know, at, towards the beginning of all this, I was having a lot of trouble with the anxiety. And now I've kind of found like my niche and just that comfort level. So, you know, just a word of wisdom for anyone who might be struggling right now. Just try and disconnect. You know, the world's still going to be there tomorrow you know, just tune in with yourself. And, you know, that's what I've been doing. That's where I've been at, where my head has been. It's definitely done a lot of good for me. And I have a lot of, you know, projects on the way as well. 
you know, I'm a Capricorn, so I understand time is my best friend and I am very, very patient. So, yes. <laughs> that is absolutely right. As I look at his very large Saturn symbol on the right forearm, yes. and that's, you know, that that's that's Saturn at work right there, you know, because Saturn, I don't know, it, it can kind of calm us down. It's like, what are we actually putting our energy into? And we're feeling the Saturn right now. We're going we're gonna to mm. talk about all that Saturn absolutely. happening. Uh, but I think why I love talking to Verge so much is we both have the Scorpio rising. He's, he's the Capricorn. I'm the Capricorn moon. So I like, I am 100% behind what you're saying. And actually, that's the reason I stepped back myself. And actually, I'm going into, uh, as Mars is going to retrograde here shortly, I'm taking a, a couple months off uh, to reconnect with what my bigger projects are too. Because like you said, I think when we get so caught up in the, the go, 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 that is perpetual by media, um, just media in general and social media, where we always feel like we have to be in this perpetual motion of, of doing and engaging and, uh, you know, just analyzing everything about life at all times and, and sharing. It's, it, you know, you get caught right. up in the mix. And it's like, and a, a recent lecture I did for the Astro uh, Astrology of Purpose and Power Summit, I talked about, um, I talked about purpose in general and just the why. And I think a lot of times we are getting lost uh, in the why of what we do because we don't have the time to stop and really think about that or to access that. Um, and maybe this is the Gemini North Node question coming out here. Mm -hmm. uh, is like, why, you know, why? Why are we doing the things we're doing? And as we get into this time of pulling back, especially with our energy, with Mars about to go retrograde, which Virgin and I will talk about, of course, because this is big news in Virgo season, is that this is the time to be like, what am I doing and why? And is this aligned with the greater purpose that I hold and want to, uh, you know, attribute to humanity? Humanity, perhaps because this is we're going into Aquarius type of energy um, and you know as Saturn and Jupiter are going to move there and before we know it you know 2020 is going to be gone before we know it seriously you wow <laughs> that's crazy can you believe huh. we're already in Virgo season I I can't uh, this entire year has just felt like a dream I feel like you know, like us astrologers, we've been ready for 2020. You know, we we knew something was coming. We got ourselves mentally prepared, but we there's no way we could have actually known like exactly how this was going to manifest. And it, you know, it definitely blindsided me a little bit. Um, but I, it's like you said, everyone now has a chance to be at home and reflect. You know, and that was like as the North Node was leaving cancer and we're all confined to our homes. We all have to learn how to use the home as a means of comfort, you know, and support for one another. You know, it's never been, there's never been another time in our recent history and our lives where just the energy and the dynamic of home has been so important, mm. you know. And I think that this experience has helped us to kind of recalibrate that a little bit. There's a lot of parents out there who didn't really know their children all that well before this experience. Um, so, you know, everything in the world has duality. So this experience, the best thing we could do is try and see, you know, what the earth is trying to give us here, what she's gifting us. Cause there really was a lot 
to to take from this. You know, a lot of people that I know have discovered hidden talents that they've had. They've taken the time to invest in a dream that they've always had, but didn't have time to put time and energy into. So, you know, I think if you did that at this time and you were putting your time and energy into something that will benefit you in the future, then this was a huge blessing in disguise. Ah, absolutely. And I love the idea of home too and uh, reconnecting with that um, rather than the work and having to be out there in the public and everything that's demanded of us of our responsibilities. But home to me, it's like, you know, as the cancer speaking, it's not, it's not just our, you know, literal home. It's not just our family. It's also where we're at home with ourselves. And I think that that is something that we are questioning a lot of now of is like, how do I, where, what is considered home within my own self and what I'm doing in my own skin, you know, because that we have the ability, we're afforded the ability uh, through outside circumstances that are beyond our control to really you know, go in and figure out what that is. And even the people that are, cause I know a lot of people out there don't even aren't necessarily in that same position and they're out there still working their tails off uh, because maybe they're in first responder jobs, you know, they're in uh, hospitals, they're in grocery stores, you know, what have you. But I find that these people that I talk to too are still coming to these own questions within themselves. So I think it's, it's a kind of coming home to your foundation, your literal family and home to yourself uh, in many ways. And I think that... And you know what's so funny? I love that you said it feels like a dream. I know this will be an older reference for some of the older folks out there, but it just reminds me of Dallas back in the 80s. If you remember that old uh, nighttime soap opera where... I think it was Patrick, Patrick Ewing, he woke up and uh, he woke up and they realized the whole season before where all this stuff happened was a dream. It was just a dream. Oh, that wow. was the beginning of the next season. He wakes up in the shower and you're like, what? He's still alive? Like, and then people were kind of like, yay. And other people were like, piss. <laughs> you know, wow. I feel like 2020 mm. is kind of like that where we're in the season of the show where we're going to wake up and we're going to be like, wait, that, that, was all, <laughs> that was all a dream? What? <laughs> yeah. Seriously. Wow. I mean, really, it's like we're waking up out of the old world in a lot of ways, too. Everything that's happened this year has shown people like, wow, I live in a very different world than, you know, where I thought I lived. The fact that you can go on Bill Gates's Instagram now and his comments are disabled because there are thousands of people, you know, talking about all types of different conspiracies in his comment section. Whether you ascribe to that or not, it's like, the power has shifted in a lot of different ways. You know, social media is becoming a lot more of a tool for people. Um, People use TikTok to ruin one of Trump's rallies. Like a bunch of people bought tickets to his rally because of someone's TikTok video and no one ended up coming there. You know, so just so many different dynamics are changing. This 2020 is like, you know, a lot of spiritual people, a lot of spiritual teachers have said this on Instagram, on YouTube, how, you know, when you think of 2020, you think 2020 vision and seeing clearly. And this year has been like a veil has been lifted. People are starting to see through politics, starting to see through a lot of different systems and structures that we have, which, you know, Pluto is in Capricorn right now, government, society, 
structure, all of those different things. And that's totally what we're seeing take place right now. But yeah, it's, it's, it's like this year, it's almost like we're waking up out of a dream, but into another one. It's like the movie Inception, you know, mm-hmm. like, uh, it's, it's interesting. <laughs> <laughs> well, you, well, Virgin and I were talking about before we hit record, we were talking about, um, we were kind of talking about the North Node moving into Gemini and we we're talking about the nature of duality and the gray areas of life and how everyone is trying to fit things neatly into a box that just doesn't exist. Um, and I think that it's very interesting with Virgo season coming up because once again, this is the first time since Gemini season. And we know Gemini season was loaded with activity. And this is the first time that we're going to be back to a mutable sign, which is known for being double bodied and living in two different areas at one time, you know, one foot in this zone, one foot in this zone. And really as you know, the sun and Mercury move through uh, Virgo, we're going to have a point where, including the new moon in Virgo, which won't be until September 17th, uh, we're going to get squares to these nodal positions and more of this mutable energy is going to be uh, up to play in the duality of, of things here. So, I mean, Virg, what have you noticed in, in that realm yourself? I know you had some interesting examples. Yeah, this year has just like duality is kind of seeping through everything. Every time you read a news article, every time you turn on the news, it's like there's there's some divisive plot at hand. It's almost like there are so many different holograms going at the same time in 2020. Holograms being like devices that people have put energy into, that people have put influence into. You know, and everything wants you to choose, wants you to pick. Um, But the point of all of this is to see that life and reality is very fluid. You know, we've had a lot of people this year, celebrities change up their positions in a very public way. Kanye, for instance, someone who was supporting Donald Trump, then this year, all of a sudden, he wasn't supporting Donald Trump. And, And Kanye West is a Gemini. North Node is in Gemini. So he's making all these crazy, contradicting statements that, you know, don't fit in a box. You can't really put him in a box. And he's a Gemini with a Pisces moon. Like, boxes are very much not for him. You know, Donald Trump, someone that contradicts his own words on a regular basis, but he's a Gemini. You know, reality is very fluid to a Gemini. Um, And Geminis, you know, they have at least two people at the helm at any given time. You know, there are multiple personalities running the show. So they're not necessarily lying if they say one thing in this moment and say something entirely different in the next moment. Part of them, different aspects of them, you know, are in, in, in resonance with those different things. Um, and reality works very much that same way. Uh, One of my favorite quotes ever is from Aleister Crowley, not my favorite human being, but a very good quote. And that was um, balance each opposition, um, balance each thought with its opposition for the marriage of them is the freedom of illusion. Um, So essentially, in any situation, you should always trying to be considering the opposite thought of what you have 
because you're only a human being and you only have your perspective. You're not all knowing. You can't possibly have all of the details. So the most logical thing to do would be to consider the opposite perspective so that you can bring yourself somewhere in the middle, which is likely what the truth is. You know, so in 2020, all of these things are, are true. You know, many of us don't like Donald Trump. He's done a lot of things to make himself quite unlikable, you know, and then in the same breath, a lot of people are very unhappy with how the Democrats have run things out. Um, you know, whatever your reasonings are, you can feel that way about both sides. You know, you can not like both of them. You can like both of them. You can like different aspects from each of those things that are supposed to be opposing each other, supposed to be opposites in a way. But really, they're supposed to both be serving this country. So you would think that they would have a lot more in common than they do, you know? So in 2020, my favorite thing is to draw my own box. You know, they're giving you one box and another box. Draw your own box in the middle, not necessarily for the election. I'm not trying to swing any elections here, but just when it comes to deciphering the news and the media and all of these different things that clearly have some sort of agenda behind them. You know, because 2020, there's a lot of agendas flying around, oh, you know, yeah. and, and it can be difficult to navigate those things. Um, so just being aware of duality, especially while the North Node is in Gemini, you know, knowing the truth is just very fluid and it's going to be more fluid right now, you know, during this transit. Absolutely. And it's so funny to think about with Virgo and especially being a double-bodied sign itself and how it tends to attach mm. itself to perfectionism, which you would think that I feel like, I almost feel like perfectionism would be more of like maybe a fixed trait, but that it's, it's interesting uh, because perfectionism does really seem very mutable in the sense because it doesn't actually exist. And so you're always trying to tweak things to fit into what the idea of what perfection actually is, but you're, it's a never ending winding road that has no, mm. uh, you know, it <laughs> has no destination right. because what we perceive as perfection in our minds um, is never that uh, on the physical plane. And that's why I think a lot of people with strong Virgo placements, me being one of them, I mean, we start off Virgo season with Mars squaring Saturn. I have Mars and Gemini exactly square Saturn in my chart with the nodes. So I'm like, wow. I'm familiar, <laughs> you know, Saturn and Virgo nonetheless. So mm -hmm. I'm very familiar with this idea of perfectionism and making peace with the fact that what our mental concept of perfection is, is never that in manifested in the physical realm. And it took me a long time to get there. It's still something I wrestle with. And it maybe be a piece of advice um, for others in, in the situations that you just presented that we're dealing with in 2020, because we can, we can live all day in our ideal perfect perfect world or utopia or what that would look like. But the reality is, is that the reality <laughs> is always going to be not aligned with that. And that in itself is considered perfect. Um, so if we fall, if, you know, this season, if we fall into these traps of being, uh, you know, having to have a perfect outcome or life isn't quite perfect um, and 
we have to maybe shift and move a little bit to adjust our ourselves or even our expectations of what that would look like. This is kind of the weaving and the adapting because mutable signs are all about adapting and being able to be flexible in, in many regards um, to what it is that we're under because this is a, this is a difficult time. Like let's not sugarcoat it really. Uh, mm -hmm. Let's not escape it either. You know, like that we, we will have a full moon in Pisces. Um, mm -hmm. But it's like, <laughs> you know, we have to find, we have to find our wiggle room within it um, and really uh, just accept some some things. And I think that might be some of the challenge of Virgo season uh, just because it really does have a hyper reality and awareness to its energy, at least on the physical plane of what it what is, you know? <laughs> right. Yes, so, absolutely. Well, that being said, Verge, let's let let's start to run down some of these things um, of what this is going to look like because it, you know this Virgo season starts on Saturday, August twenty second. Uh, we're recording this just two days before. We're actually we waited to get to have Mercury in Virgo to have this conversation. So at least we got a little bit Perfect. of Virgo <laughs> flavor in there, right? So we can feel the yep. energy taking spot taking place but you know smack dab at the beginning of virgo season um and we are fresh off a leo new moon too so that's the interesting thing about all the lunar cycles shifting after our two double cancer moons is that all the new moons are happening closer to the end of the signs now so it's almost like we got to go through the whole season before we rebirth in the energy itself so there's much of leo season that's carrying into virgo just in the lunar cycle um but with the virgo in influence the whole time. So smack dab out the gate, Monday, August 24th, when many of you might be listening to this actual podcast, it, we have Mars squaring Saturn our Mars and Aries, our Mars that's about to retrograde, our Mars that's already been through a square with Jupiter and a square with Pluto, <laughs> and now it's making this last square dance stop at Saturn. So, Virg, uh, what have you thought about all Ooh. these Mars squares, number one, and how about Mars and Saturn meeting to kick off Virgo season? I mean, it is right along with the times. I think everyone's relationship to Mars has been tested a lot in 2020. Um, even just think about being cooped up in your house and not being able to go to the gym or, you know, run around on a basketball court, whatever your physical outlet is, however you get that fire out of your body, you know, especially people with Mars and fire signs, people that live more active, lifestyles that have a lot of energy that needs to be burnt off, you know, a lot of Aries people. Um, it's tough to just sit in a house, you know, and even if you do have access to getting outside, it's like we can't go out with our friends anymore. Um, you know, a lot of those traditional Mars outlets have been, you know, put on hold for a lot of people. And then on the flip side, you have uh, Mars through the lens of working, you know, and, and using your motor for that. A lot of men have been out of work for the first time in their lives, you know, and men in particular, because their relationship to Mars is, you know, a little bit different because of how society cultures men and, you know, a man without a job isn't a man, quote unquote. A lot of cultures and a lot of people grow up with those ideas in their minds. You know, a lot of men in my, my family 
are kind of going through that where they feel like they need to be like building something at home because they're not working. And it's just like, what's wrong with sitting still, mm-hmm. you know, and that's, that's, that's using Mars in a different way. A lot of people don't necessarily know how to do that. Um, you know, but you can use your Mars mentally. You can go sit and meditate and, and get inside your head and, and use him, use him that way. You can do yoga. You can, just move your body in a lot of different ways that are healthy for you. So, you know, I think all of these different squares have probably represented for a lot of people, you know, oh, I have to do this because I'm not working now. I have to fix my resume. I have to look for new jobs. Oh, I'm going to school for this, which is this whole industry is shut down now. You know, say you're going to school for beauty during quarantine, you know, at that point, we, we didn't really know how long the virus was going to stick around and, and what kind of damage this was going to do. So if you were a student, you know, and, and, and you're realizing you're going to school for something that's not, um, that's not a necessity, that's not an essential, that really changes your perspective on what you're doing. You know, because there's this new threat that a lot of people weren't thinking about when they picked what they were going to go to school for, when they decided where they wanted to use their energy on a regular basis. So, you know, the world is changing faster, faster than ever. Um, and we have to kind of find new ways to to use our Mars, new things to, you know, put our passions and our drives and, and our inspirations into you know, so for a lot of people, that's going to change now. You mm-hmm. know, a lot of people, let's say you were, you know, playing sports in college, you know, you were living on campus even at a university and your favorite thing to do was like party with your friends on the weekends. Something that college kids should be able to experience. But now, you know, who knows what that's going to look like. So something like this can change even how we look at the archetype of an energy because now we're putting mars in different places and Mm -hmm. situations you know Mm -hmm. so that'll be interesting to see what that turns into hopefully this doesn't last long enough to where we need to have more of those conversations um but yeah i totally see it that way and this last one is going to be I think the most difficult, you know, because we've got two cardinal signs looking at each other. We've got Saturn sitting with Pluto and Jupiter still. Mars is going to go retrograde and then, you know, come back into that square. Um, It's going to be quite challenging. Um, I see this, you know, mostly representing the election um, and just the juxtaposition between the angst and the anger and the rage and the heat that is brewing within the people and the masses versus government and structure and society and all those Saturnine things. Um, And especially the aspects of that, that need to die, you know, Pluto being conjunct Saturn, we're seeing very clearly what is outdated, what doesn't work and really what hasn't worked since the beginning, because Mm a lot of this country and a lot of countries in this world were built off of the oppression of others, you know, and that's something that has never been fully addressed. And we see it manifest on the streets every day, 
you know, with with the race war and all of those different things. So we're we're totally moving into a time period where we're going to need to take action on a different level than we have in the past. Um, more of an Aquarian action. Um, so certainly that that's a topic for a different podcast. <laughs> yeah, we might have to talk about that. 2024, Pluto and Aquarius. Uh, yeah. Um, yeah. I definitely see there's just going to be a lot. This election season is just going to be so messy. Oh, I know. And it's heated oof. and contested. And so yeah. that's, that's how we're I see in that, for a, you know, taking place. We're in for a ride for sure. But I think you're absolutely right about this being the de- a defining moment for um, – Mars within the relationship of the square dance that it's going to be doing with all these Capricorn planets. Because, you know, right before the planet goes retrograde, which Mars will go retrograde on September 9th, you know, this is pretty much the last aspect it makes. But we have to keep in mind that Mars is not moving very fast at all. So it is it is in this aspect for basically the whole entire time. Uh, and this is, you know, Mars retrograde in general just brings up a lot of frustration. And Mars square Saturn also brings up a a lot of frustration. So we just have frustration in so many uh, different areas of our life, right? And but it is frustration around what the new looks like because, like you said, the you know these are cardinal signs. This is initiatory energy. This is foundation building. This is what is this going to be? How can I take action on this? What am I starting up? Um, and this is because a lot of things have crumbled around us. And so this, there's a lot of new beginnings that need to happen. But because of the retrograde cycle, because of the pressure of Saturn that is trying to build this diamond that we're yet to be, but we still have to go through the pressure of it all, you know, there is, we're going to have to sit with that frustration and that culmination process. Um, and, you know, that can be a, a lot. And I love how you bring up the idea of redefining the archetype in general, because. Um, we are going to have to do such things because it's, it's easy to be like, well, because Mars is, Mars is the planet that's going to go out and do. Anything that we are doing at any time in our life, mm-hmm. our Mars is, is doing that. We're part, we're part of that. Um, and you made right. a great point about the people that Mars in, especially fire signs, um, and even, well, Mars and air signs, we're a little different. I got the Mars and the air sign. Uh, we, we actually can sit around and maybe think a little bit more. <laughs> and be, mm-hmm. But there's also restless <laughs> energy there too that needs to get moving it's always on the go um and so maybe the mars and water is having the easiest time with this but even them no one is no one is um so that this is just kind of the thing we're in a bit of a rock and a hard place with mars right now and it's because it is getting reconfigured it's getting galvanized in many ways it's getting reshaped and molded into what its directive is to be but first we got to run into some walls first we got to run into some outside control factors that are just not within our grasp and we're going to have to move our flames around it without burning ourselves up in like a self-emoliating process. (laughs) You know, Mm. like we can't, it's not full destruction here. It's like, all right, well, this path isn't working uh, and we got to use the cardinal ability to pivot. Um, And that's the beauty of, 
you know, Aries planets and Libra planets is it is a pivot, but it's a pivot of a more equal nature versus Cancer and Capricorn where the pivots are more extreme. So I'm hoping that we, as maybe the Mars energy can pivot in ways that have like a, a little bit more of a balance where the structures that we might be up against um, in the in this Plutonian and in, in Jupiterian, especially the politics and the systems and all that we're talking about, uh, need a more extreme switch then our energies are going to have to take place. And to really pull it back to the Aquarius thing too, because this is an opening square. And if you remember, Mars and Saturn met in their conjunction at, I believe it was zero or one degrees of Aquarius. So they met at the point that Jupiter and Saturn will meet uh, around the solstice later this year in December, which is a defining movement that is going to switch us out of 2020 and really start a a whole new brand new era that we are caught in this caterpillar mush right now with. So there is so much Aquarian backstory to what this push is, uh, like you said, um, and why, why I don't even think we have to wait for Pluto to get there. Pluto's gonna, (laughs) Pluto's gonna be a whole other story when Pluto gets into Aquarius. (laughs) Um, but there's just so much to say about the upcoming Jupiter Saturn conjunction there, and the fact that Mars seeded itself and its directive in that energy to to begin with. So keep that Aquarius, mm. keep the future in mind. When you're up against the wall, ask yourself, well, you know, if I have to, if I have to, uh, you might not be able to push all the time. That's the thing. It's like the upcoming retrograde. It's like you know, two steps forward or two steps backward to take one step forward eventually. But we just got to keep right. that vision. <laughs> we got to keep the future uh, in mind. And so I love that Mars square Saturn on that Monday on the twenty fourth is also backed by the following day Mercury trining Uranus. So how's that for a little future? Uh, but also restless <laughs> action yep. to pair with that <laughs> uh, on a first yeah. quarter moon in Sagittarius, nonetheless. So mm-hmm. it's definitely the time 2020 in general is definitely the time to pick up any computer related skill, any technological related skill, um, especially when it comes to trading. I can't stress that enough to people like, Trading can literally be free money if you put the time in to understand how it works. There are people who just day trade. You know, you can start with $500 and that's the only money you will ever put into it. And you can work that up to hundreds of thousands of dollars. You know, it's not guaranteed, but it is low risk, high reward. And it's something that I, a lot of young people are actually learning in 2020. Um, my little brother's friend is a millionaire now, you know, the dude is like 23 years old, um, invested in blockchain, like in 2018 made like hundreds of thousands of dollars off of that, you know? So even, you know, right now I'm making a podcast. I invested on a bunch of studio equipment. I've never in my life used any of the equipment that I now own. And I'm just, teaching myself how to do it hands-on it's going very very slowly but now is the time there's all this aquarius energy everything is changing at such a fast rate we have to be forward thinking enough to select the jobs and the practical things of tomorrow 
you know, what is going to be around? What can I make money with that, you know, can't be blocked by a quarantine or anything else that comes our way, you know? So having like a, a little side hustle on the internet of some sort is like one of that saved so many people this year. Um, so with these energies, with um, that, that trine um, to Mercury from Uranus, especially that's gifting us, you know, the, the aptitude and, and the, the, what's the, what's the best word here? Like it's speeding up the possibilities of us working with technology and learning with technology, you know? So you know, when it comes to Uranus, it's not just technology. It's also rebellion. It's a very argumentative energy. Um, it wants to play devil's advocate all the time. So anytime Uranus is contacting Mercury, uh, you want to be aware that, you know, you might be prone, more prone to arguments. People might be more argumentative towards you, but there's so much growth that can happen with that. You know, debates in general are very important. Mm -hmm. And Uranian energy is, you know, it, it likes to come for you. It likes to challenge you. It likes to debate things. And we kind of need that. We need sort of a philosophical renaissance, you know, in, in 2020. We need to sort of get or redefine what the American ideal set is because we're all so far off when we all shouldn't be. We all still want life, liberty, and justice. Those things haven't changed, but, you know, have we ever really had them or have they ever really been accessible to everyone in this country? You know, so we're there now. The Internet has been around long enough, too, to where, you know, now everyone, for the most part, knows how to how to work their way around it. And we're just kind of seeing the evolution of that. Um, every time I see a lot of these, you know, like TikTok or these um, technological things that create waves in the matrix. It, it always just points me back to Atari. You know, the fact that our generation went from Atari to now PlayStation 5. Literally just look at those two graphics next yeah. to each other and realize like we have gone light years ahead into the future, but as a race of humanity, we have not evolved with the technology, you know? So there's a lot of just clash happening, you know? And, and this technology that we have in this world today is very powerful, you know? We're, we're gonna be controlling weather soon. Are we responsible enough as a people for that yet? You know, so I think the earth is, it's forcing us to to deal with a lot of those issues you know it's that's why everything that's happening today is just so polarizing so heavy you know nothing is simple anymore mm -hmm. nothing is just there's no such thing as just a chill casual day in 2020 like like what we knew from the past you know where you could just get completely lost in whatever you were doing in that moment. Now it's like everything is so connected. What you're doing in your home is still so connected to everything that is going on externally because of the internet, because of that Uranian energy. So 
when these when these transits happen, it's like that energy is more accessible for everyone to use consciously, you know. So it's better to be aware with it and work with it and kind of get those upgrades. Yeah, no, that's, oh, there's so much I can say about all that because, you know, <laughs> it, it's so true that the the idea of the simple life or like being, um, you know, just, it's just not here right now. And maybe it's just because it's an mm-hmm. intense Saturnian type of year, especially as Mars squares Saturn while this is happening. Um, but it's also very interesting when we think about the collective conscious as a whole, which Uranus energy can very much tap into, um, is is that now that we are all so much aware of, of the changes and, and the shifting dynamic that this year is, um, that's part of the unrest. And Uranus is very much tied to unrest, just as someone who has it natally on their ascendant. Uh, you know, it's like, just go all, all the time, like inside. There's just, it's just a stimulating electric type of energy that is just, you know, shocking you into awareness uh, and consciousness constantly for, you know, better or for worse. Mm. And because we're all being shocked, you know, we're in a state of shock. Like, let's just be honest, you know, this year is a state of shock for most, (laughs) for most people on on the planet and especially here in, in America. And that doesn't leave or makes it much harder to access those still moments that we're talking about in that simple life. And maybe it's because, you know, once you're aware of something, once your, your, your awareness is shocked into an understanding, you, it's hard to go back. And maybe that is the definition of woke as people (laughs) are using that, you know, there's a whole thing, (laughs) but all that term, whatever, but you know, just, just the idea of being, let's, let's, you know, elongate it to awake, you know, just being awake to what was happening the whole time that we, that was a sleeping giant that just woke up, you know, basically a sleeping giant has awoken and it, we can't put that aside now. And so I love that you talk about the investment as simple as it is, you know, you could talk about, you know, playing the stock market, which is, you know, if you're, if you're smart enough and you got, you know, you're, you, you tweak it the right way, just because of Jupiter being in uh, Capricorn right now, you know, there's a lot of um, falls that can help you rise if you go in For at the sure. right time and like, you know, position yourself well. Yep. Um, but it's also about the investment, like you were saying overall with the future. And I love how we push off of a first quarter moon in Sagittarius because Sagittarius is very much concerned with what is the distant horizon? What, you know, what mm. is the future of this? What is the bigger picture? And so much of Virgo season starts out with us needing to push forward in a more expanded uh, perspective. Um, um, and it, especially like you talked about too, the uh, pointing on our ideals of what that looks like, and if ideals can even be attained within uh, the old ideal that we we held, and what that looks like now, if we're going to live in the future and invest in something that is actually going to bring us returns within the new landscape that we find ourselves in. So you know, right out the gate, you know, of course we're talking about bigger considerations considerations that are all this whole year and you know which is funny because virgo is very minute into the discernment of little bits and pieces but you know that's what we're focusing on here is we're focusing on the little bits and pieces of our daily reality that amount 
to the bigger picture of the whole thing. And so don't get too caught up in the minutia, but pay attention to the minutia enough to know how that builds, uh, you know, the bigger scheme that we're under. So, you know, beginning of next week, basically uh, August 24th, 25th, you know, there's, it's just, I think we're just all going to be feeling it. It might be a little heavy. It might be where we want to release ourselves from tension because of that release with Uranus there too, with Mercury trining Mm. Uranus, you know, that's like, we're feel the pressure and we're just like, uh, let me go. Let me, why is it so heavy? Um, and that's where Sagittarius is like, but look off into the distance. You can see. (laughs) 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 Oh my gosh. So, okay. So Birch, this brings us to, after we get through the first quarter, what we're going to do is we're going to have Venus um, go through some things and we're going to have Mercury go through some things. So we got Venus because she's the first one to undergo um, a bunch of, she, you know, she's in cancer right now, back to the home, right? Where you were talking about the home earlier yep. and, and the home family foundation. Um, you know, she is going to hit all those Cap- all that Capricorn energy in opposition. So she's going to oppose Jupiter. She's going to oppose Pluto. She will eventually oppose Saturn uh, on the full moon, which is very intriguing to me. Uh, but she's also trining Neptune too. So basically the, the end of August has Venus going through all these motions um, with the Capricorn energy, but also a trine to Neptune. Are you have, what are your thoughts on Venus and Cancer and, and what she might be up against or flowing with in that concern? I think the biggest manifestation of this in America anyway will be the clash between like all the moms and all the school systems like yeah. it's already happening right now i was just sitting with my aunt and she's all i'm not sending my kids back to school blah 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 you know and some parents are like please take them please you know i'll but, run uh, the risk <laughs> right and all of these schools you know they're putting all of these different rules into place this is uncharted territory for a lot for all of them colleges as well if you're paying tons of money to dorm somewhere and that's all weird right now you don't have the amenities on campus that you paid for um you know just in general everyone's value system has been checked this year you know even if you even if you're still working and you haven't been hit financially it's like you you can feel a, you you can question your purchases a little bit more when you see that other people are struggling. When you see everything happening in the world, it's like, okay, maybe I better save this and put it away. Um, you know, things have become a lot more serious this year. So now that, you know, we're getting ready to go back to school, um, things are kind of sort of going back to normal, whatever that is. There's just a lot of... Um, you know, people standing on different sides of the equation. And I think there's going to be a lot of problems with schools and, you know, once once one student is infected, are they going to close the school? Are they going to keep it open and keep testing everyone? You know, that's just a lot. There's a lot to to kind of um, work with and work through there. Um, But, you know, Venus receiving the good aspect from Neptune this year has been a very fantastic time to go within and do any kind of energy work 
you know, anything of the sort or even any sort of artistry, any anything getting in touch with your inner artist, your inner child, um, creating, all of those different things are very much supported right now. And also it's like a lot of times dark, heavy things can be the best inspiration for our creative work. So I think that can be a really nice outlet um, during these times. And also, you know, Venus meeting Neptune, that gives us this beautiful, um, larger-than-life sort of imagination, you know. So I think we can kind of dream up the kind of world that we want to live in at this time. And I think a lot of people are going to be doing that and feeling that because the choices that are in front of them don't represent anything that they you know feel in harmony with Mm. so if we're seeing all of these things out in the world that we don't like then we also need to be dreaming up what we do like and what we do want so that we can start to make steps towards that we can't you know rely on what has not worked for us and what has continued to fail us you know are we going to just keep choosing from the candidates that they're putting in front of us are we going to get way more active are we going to start voting the smaller elections you know which are really what decides who makes the laws and who has the power you know you go to the small elections you turn out for all of those and you start putting more people that you feel represented by in power So that way, you know, when you do get the presidential candidate that you like, you know, they're represented on all levels. You know, we saw with Obama, if you're someone who supported Obama, a lot of people were very excited, very happy with everything that he represented, you know, but we saw a lot of opposition within the White House and all over the country. You know, one man and one person in any position is not going to be enough to fix any of this. So we have to really start thinking up new ways, new systems. Um, We have to create our own solutions, you know. So Venus and Neptune together can really give us that imaginative quality to kind of bring down some of these ideas Um, so that way, when we do get into that more Aquarian energy, and especially when Pluto goes into Aquarius, we, we know what we want. We're not just so fixated on what isn't working and what we don't like, which I think is, you know, I see that a lot. I see a lot of negativity on social media, a lot of pointing out what doesn't work, but there are very few solutions. You know, so that is something that we really need to start looking towards, Um, you know, and even Mars squaring Saturn, you know, like we're going to be forced to act and, and, and come up with new ways to act to help us navigate our situations. Um, So, yes, solution orientedness is something that we all need to adopt. Um, You know, there's just... There's so many more average people than there are the people who are making all of the decisions and pulling all of the strings, you know? And I think that people are starting to realize that. Um, but, you know, we really do need to just come up with, with the future. Like, we have to birth that, you know? It can't really look like 
what we've been rocking with for the last 400 years you know that just that just doesn't work and you know maybe it can but it's going to take a whole lot of tweaking a whole lot of fresh faces um and that's also really important you know it's like where are the politicians of tomorrow we're not you know school is out everyone's in quarantine quarantine like what 20 year olds are prepping themselves to be future presidents you know mm-hmm. these are our our dreams and ideals that we need young people to start adopting you know yeah so well, even the, yeah. even the 30s the 40 year olds i mean i have some friends right, i exactly. have a friend that uh well because you know i think that there's a lot of power that's held in us pluto and libra and pluto and scorpio generations oh, for um sure. and you know i have a friend who's just got into politics himself is very passionate and it was because of everything that was happening this year i think he's a few years older than me so he's probably in his like mid 40s or something um and you know because that's and i mean everybody should get on board like if we're talking about the future and you're looking if you have any type of passion in this area um and you feel that you can make any sort of difference in whatever level that might be now is the time to uh get invested we're back to the investment right of of seeing Mm. uh how you can use your your time and your energy. This is very Mars Saturn, as well to uh, you know make a difference in in, in some way, shape, or form. So uh, consider that. You know um, now, of course when we bring other things in the picture, sometimes when we bring Neptune in the picture, we get more apathy <laughs> as well too. Yes. And we all, we all have to get back <laughs> past sure. the apathy. You know, it's easy to mm-hmm. dream things, but you have to have energy behind it too. Um, but I really, I love what you said about Venus. Uh, Cause be, as Venus is just opposing all the Capricorn basically. Um, and Neptune is very much tied up with the pandemic too. And the disease and the uncertainty mm-hmm. of where does it lurk? I don't, I can't see it. Cause Neptune, you can't see there's confusion of whether or not, you're going to is this all going to pan out so the fact that you brought up the moms with i've seen it too i saw it in my feed earlier today as i you know that i think that is very much a reality of that transit and the fact that mercury is trining jupiter trining pluto and opposing neptune so venus mom's like oh i don't know if i'm open to this this seems (laughs) a little dangerous on the other side mercury's like well the message has come in and it's like no those doors are open you're going to school you know the school is open you're ready you know we're, we're gonna teach um so and and it's and it's like you know opposing neptune on the other side because they don't know they they're just know that maybe they're trying to get back to some sort of normalcy. Um, Maybe that we must do this um, to position ourselves to not have to um, come up with stimuluses and things like that. Because if we put people back into school and you have the freedom to maybe go back to work over here, if we can get this engine oiled and running again, then I don't, you know, as the politicians, we don't have to give you more money or we don't have to dole out like another, you know, how do we get this world working again so that we don't have to, um, you know... (laughs) give more i guess <laughs> this is maybe that's right. just the way i'm looking at it but um you know because they that was all that was what was going on uh here in late leo season they didn't come to any type of idea uh, you know full decision about helping people financially that need it of course we got trump's uh uh interesting uh, plan that is really not well thought out um and everybody just went home 
they're like, oh, well, I, my time is done. You know, I don't, I don't serve people past my vacation. You know, <laughs> it's just like, come on, you gotta be kidding me here. Like, you yeah. know, uh, so I, it's, it, it's laughable. It's laughable and it's sad at the same time, mm-hmm. basically. So that is definitely, uh, some of that, that energy with the mercury, uh, and, and Venus basically that's happening at the, you know, from August 25th through the early, basically to the full moon, uh, in Pisces on, uh, September 2nd. Um, and there's a lot of, you know, there's a lot of word out there right now that uh, that's playing into more of the mercurial action, um, and especially opposite Neptune, is the postal service situation. And the, you know, oh, the mail-in, vo- I know, the mail-in <laughs> voting, the uh, how, you know, the, the, I, you know, this has been, They've been trying to dismantle this thing for a decade plus now because, you know, mm-hmm. in, in America, we have to privatize everything because we got to make money off it, right? It can't just be a service for the people. Well, we, someone's got to line some pockets here. <laughs> you know, that's my politician yep. voice. Um, and so, <laughs> you know, that I think that's another thing is we're going to hear in this last week um, of August m- much more about the USPS situation, what's going down there. Um, and, uh, and possibly some legislation around that or some major changes that are, are going to, uh, around even dismantling in, in ways that are not overt because Neptune and opposition to Neptune is not necessarily overt, but it's like sand mm. shifting through your hands where the, you know, it's trying to hold on to this thing or maybe even keep this illusion that everything is fine. And you're still getting your, as someone made a joke the other day. It's like, are you sure the USPS is falling apart? Because I got three, you know, pottery barn catalogs this week alone, you know, <laughs> like you're still, oh my God. which, was a funny joke but yeah but this is a bigger and i'm not one for conspiracies i find them entertaining um and i think some of the the actual conspiracies are way more overt and less like out there in theory than what some of the conspiracy theories we we think exist but that Mm -hmm. this is this is a reality is is if if people aren't going to polls we can't congregate in the ways that we normally do and voting by mail is very much um a reality of normal elections but really for 2020 there's something to be said about this story and why it's important to vote early get you know get it in there so right. I don't know if you have any thoughts on, on that, Verge, or anything you noticed in that area. Whew. I <laughs> honestly, like, the entire Postal Service thing is just, like, so unbelievable to me. Like, uh, but I just think that this election is going to be very contested. I think regardless of who wins, um it's almost like I feel like the reason why the Postal Service is, is being add, added to, like, everything that's going on right now is almost to make it more of a shit show. Like, I feel like the universe just really... I mean, we're, we're in America's Pluto return right now. Exactly. You know what I'm saying? So it's every, the, the, the cards are going to come tumbling down one way or another. Hopefully it doesn't have to be as destructive as Pluto can be in in these situations, but it really is just time, you know? So 
I personally think that the Postal Service will be around after this, um, after we get a certain person out of, of office. Um, you know, so even if, if we say goodbye to it for the rest of this term or even next term, I think it's something that's going to come back, especially 2024, Pluto and Aquarius. Um, so I really could see this going either way, but I think the Mercury retrograde is yes. is going to be when we get a lot of news about this. Yes. Um, <laughs> you know, so I'm honestly, I've been trying to not buy, like, buy too much into it because it just sounds so ridiculous to me that they would even consider privatizing it and just... It's almost like they just want people to hate them. You know, like everything in this country, for the most part, or rather, I think it's like 98% of the world's media is owned by five companies now. It used to be six, you know, and now they want to privatize the postal service. And it's just getting ridiculous how blatantly they just don't care anymore. They're very transparent. They want all of the power. Yeah. You know, with these big corporations um, and, you know, Washington kind of protects them in a lot of different ways. Okay. So really, I'm trying to, like, stand back and look at the big picture because I think that it's going to be more than just the Postal Service. I think it's going to get even more ridiculous before it gets better. Like, to me... 2024, I feel like, is when people are just going to be just done with everything that's been going on and really start to take more action. Um, so I think the people, the masses, we're all in our learning phases right now. We're all kind of being disillusioned. We're all seeing just exactly how ridiculous these you know, rich men who control the country are, you know, the fact that they're willing to displace so many people, you know, especially with the postal service, you're dealing with people mostly who don't have college degrees, you know, who make really good salaries doing what they do. And that might be one of the only places that they can turn to, to make a salary that high, you know, their education and their skill set doesn't necessarily translate to something that's going to feed them in the way that the postal service does, you know? So that is only one level of it. All of the people that they're going to displace if they were to dismantle it, um, you know, and think about even Amazon, like Amazon is going this route of, um, making everything robotic, like their mm -hmm. factories, there, you know, so many human jobs every single year are just disappearing. McDonald's, you know, they're testing um, fully robotic machine stores where you go in and you order like on a tablet kind of thing. So, you know, it's not just the postal service. There are so many jobs right now that are kind of under attack, which is why you have to make the investment. Somebody has to work on that machinery. Someone has to create the software for that machine, yeah. you know? So unfortunately the people who work with their hands, um, you know, are 
in a little bit of a tough spot in 2020 with the way that everything is shaking out. You know, but it wouldn't be the first time that Americans have had to adapt and learn and, and, you know, do things differently in order to survive. You know, we definitely are a resilient bunch. Um, (laughs) But, yeah, I just think that there's a lot more of this kind of stuff to come. So I'm trying not to be triggered by it. Yeah, I know. We're we're trying not to be triggered. We started the conversation with trying not to be triggered into these states of anxiety. Uh, But, you know, that's a real (laughs) – you brought up a a great point about the whole, um, you know, automation, number one, because that, to me, is so Uranus and Taurus – that is that is definitely mm-hmm. and then the Aquarius energy that's all coming in, um, and you know right. if we could just get past the the greed um, of you know the society and those at the top um, and embrace actually what you know, the creative skills of humanity to get back into what can I create? How can we entertain? How can we uh, make art? You know, and then this is coming from someone who is a musician artist who appreciates these types of cultural aspects of being human. You know, that is really the high side and the ideal out of all this. I would love for no one to have to work in McDonald's to like give people cheeseburgers that are well that's a whole nother thing in my right. anyway I'm put that aside um, but you know what I mean like yeah. if, if they could do things <laughs> that they'd love to do or like spend more time with the people that they love or like entertainment you know that's the, these are that these are like the joys of living it's like we're on the we're on the cusp right. of creating situations where we could enjoy life more but the system itself is so uh, corrupt and vast valued upon what you actually do with your physical energy and the hours and the time that you put in and you're you know you're worth this much for this amount of time you know that that's what has to change um and of course you know change only Mm, comes through crisis and that's you know these are the types we're going to get to the crisis of this so that we can actually you know start to see things like maybe universal income um or you know Mm. more situations where it's like okay wait hold on so you want to automate all these things we have all these people that have like skill sets that are maybe under par based off the system because we don't have adequate uh you know access to education a lot of things we're talking about is very gemini north node by the way um Mm. and the fact that uh (laughs) you know like i don't you know it's it's just we're creating the perfect storm that's going to have to deal with this next crisis when when we get there but i think if we can you know while Saturn is in Aquarius in particular, start to reorient this energy to be like, wait, this is actually an incredible gift if we utilize this the right way. Because at the end of the day, you know, if jobs are going away and we have more people on the planet too, you know, populations are just you right. know <laughs> we're gonna have to do something with all of our ourselves and so this doesn't mm-hmm. have to be labor it can be joy and fun and and uplifting and connecting with each other you right. know that is aquarius age anyways i'm getting off topic so let's yeah. get to this full moon <laughs> in pisces that is going to happen september uh second which is always fun when virgo and the virgo sun opposes a pisces moon because you know every you know, we always have polarities but this polarity in particular always seems to be such a such an interesting one just with the nature mm-hmm. of the signs um but 
we have some things going on that day. So not only do we have the full moon at 10 degrees and 12 minutes of Pisces, I'm noticing this is on my nodal axis. That's, this should be interesting. Um, we have Venus opposing <laughs> Saturn that day. So Venus comes around to uh, oppose Saturn while Mercury also trines Saturn. So, because Venus and Mercury are about to get in their own sextile. So we just talked about how Venus was in a position where she was dancing with all the Capricorn and the Neptune. Mercury was doing that too, but in a different position. And they're about to meet, uh, but they're tr- they're getting a message or they're, they're tapping into Saturn on the full moon there uh, at the same time that the sun is trining Uranus too. So there's a lot going on that seems to be... At, I don't know. It's like tapping into all aspects of reality and non-reality <laughs> at the same time. Especially wow, yeah. You know? So any thoughts on a, a, a Pisces full moon with Saturnian and Uranian influence within that? Honestly, I feel like because there's so much energy that's going to be happening, I think there's going to be some kind of huge like news story around that time. Um, some kind of an event, like, um, you know, hopefully not anything like that, but like the big Beirut blast, something that everyone saw, you know, something that everyone talked about on that day. Um, cause it's just, there's a lot of energy going on on that day. Um, yeah. especially with the connections to Uranus and Neptune, um, Neptune in particular, deal, being that we're dealing with the Pisces Virgo axis. Um, and that axis can be very confusing because, you know, what the Virgo energy wants all the details. It wants to make everything very physical and very solid and very, you know, sturdy and recognizable. And then Pisces is just like, ah, screw all that. You know, <laughs> we're getting rid of all of the form. We're blurring all of the lines. You know, the only way you can figure out what's what here is to feel it. You know, Virgo's like, feel, you know, what is that? I don't want that. So, you know, there's just, um, it is a very interesting cusp there. Um, And, you know, those energies can be very confusing to people that don't have that in their natal chart. Pisces energy Mm. in general. Um, Virgo energy can make people a little bit more anxious. I love Virgo season personally because my midheaven is there. So Mm. it's great for me. Um, you know, but for a lot of my clients, I feel they are usually kind of anxious during this time of year. They're feeling the pressure of finishing their years to do list kind of situation. Like, you know, wow, we're getting towards the end of the year. I haven't done this, this, and this yet. I saw myself at this place. I feel like Virgo season is when we like kind of do that little inventory check. Um, So that Pisces moon can make you feel like you haven't accomplished a lot of those things because the Pisces moon wants them to look a certain way. You know, the Pisces moon wants them to fit your idealism and trigger that fantasy that you've been, you know, um, kind of playing over in your mind over and over in terms of, you know, maybe where you were going to be at this year at that time. Um, and for everyone this year, our to-do lists kind of went out the window very <laughs> early in this year, you know, very, very early for me. It kind of started in January when Kobe died. 
Um, I was a very big basketball fan growing mm. up. So that was very sad to me. And I like, it was very depressing. Very, very depressing. And a lot of people, you know, if you're my age and you grew up in sports, you know, Kobe Bryant was kind of an idol for you. Um, you know, even if you didn't like him, I'm from New York, so Knicks fan. He played for the other team. He's a Laker. But he still was just one of those people who, um, you know, when you watched him play, you were watching someone who was a master of their craft. Yeah. You know, and Kobe Bryant was a Virgo, so how fitting to speak about him. He was the part, the embodiment of Virgo. He was sun conjunct Saturn, so he had some help. But he was someone who was no nonsense, very in the details, very black and white. You know, you're either going to get it done or you're not kind of a guy, you know. So I think um, just that energy and that consciousness is something that a lot of people in the sports community are kind of drawing on now. Um, and that's something that I'm trying to do as well, just kind of incorporate some of the Mamba mentality, which is just like no nonsense, stick to the plan and get it done. You know, so with all of these confusing energies, um, that's going to be very important during Virgo season, which really is a time to kind of get things done. Um, yeah. You know, clean your house, um, reorganize your calendar, make sure your checkbook is balanced. It really is the time where you can kind of get everything in order and correct your ship. Uh, it's always that for me, for sure. Um, and I think, you know, whatever you can do to make sure that you do that so that you finish the year with more intention, you know, and more of a plan, um, everything else that's going on might try to deter you and distract you from that. And Virgo can, you know, get kind of scattered when they get, um, you know, into the anxieties of things, mm -hmm. um, but focus, you know, focus is the way to kind of take Virgo energy and turn it into something that can really be very useful, very practical and, and, you know, give your life a lot of shape and form. So if that's mm. something that you're lacking in your life right now, especially with everything that's happened this year has thrown us off of our routines, you know, and Virgo oh, yeah. is the sign of routines. So this could be a good time to get back on track with those things you know, now that things are kind of resuming normalcy a little bit, you know, set that schedule in stone, you know, get yourself working, you know, at like a machine, get yourself working in more of a fluid, concise sort of a way, you know. Yeah. Well, especially because we got, we got that full moon with all the Saturnian energy into it too. And so that really right. taps into mm -hmm. the to-dos and the focus and the task. And, you know, a full moon always right. heightens our energy, of course, and especially our emotional energy. And in Pisces, you know, sometimes maybe the to-dos or what we have on our plate or what we have yet to do, kind of like what you're saying with, you know, this is the point of the time where we're kind of like checking in with like, what have I done so far? You know, like have I, mm -hmm. you know, and it can be overwhelming because one of the things with Pisces energy is that it just gets overwhelmed because it's like, you know, it's so Virgo heavy. It's so Saturn heavy. It's like, so there's, there's a big chance of overwhelm um, with this particular right. uh, full moon, I think. Um, 
but if we can, if we can kind of like get into the flow, which also Pisces is good at, if it's, if it's able to kind of mediate that influence of being like, you know, just being overtaken by it all, if you can kind of get in the flow, um, and maybe just, I don't know, sacrifice some of the things that you might not, you know, you'd, you'd rather do. Cause you know, Venus wants to maybe have some fun, some joy, some pleasure. She's up against Saturn. Saturn's like, mm, I think you need to do some other things that are required of your time. Mercury's, right. Mercury's like trying it in like, well, my head can get on board with this. The sun trining Uranus to me, this is like, you know, um, perfect time for, uh, what, Virgo is actually really good at, and that is problem solving and fixing things. And so I think that, and you know, Pisces does have that uh, reputation for being, you know, kind of uh, out there, a little, little nebulous, a little flying by their mm-hmm. imaginative seats of the pants. But this is also the sign of Einstein. This is like where ideas and and solutions and you know brilliance come out of nowhere, of the like the ether, or the spirit. Um, and so this right. is a possibility of the full moon too where we just have like oh well now i know how i'm gonna do this or now i I, i've downloaded this you know solution that i can get to work on Mm. um and and put into place so you know it's going to depend on your chart it's going to depend where you are at it's these are mutable signs you might feel every single aspect of everything we just talked about it could be the it could be a day you know (laughs) like literally where what is it it's going to be a wednesday september 2nd so basically you know Mm. tuesday through thursday we're probably going to feel we're going to really feel those piscean like we're going to go, we're going to be floating with the waves and then you're going to need adaptability. You're going to need flexibility. You're going to want to, you know, think outside of the box and, and do things a little bit different with that sun Uranus trying because flexibility with Uranus is everything. Cause if you're too rigid, you're going to break and we want to bend here. So we, we gotta, we gotta get our, our Gumby action on basically, right. you know, you want to bend from side to side. Um, because it's so interesting. What it does is it takes us to the next Venus Mars square uh, and while Venus is sextiling Mercury, uh, like two days later on the Friday, the 4th. So it's such an interesting coming off the, because the whole Venus-Mars dance has been insane this year. They have not met mm-hmm. in any flowing aspect this whole year. It's only, this will be the third square because of their retrograde movements. Uh, you know, the first square was... You know, as COVID was like getting, you know, in early January where we didn't quite see what was happening yet. That that square was doing things that were behind the scenes because Venus was on Neptune in Pisces, squaring Mars and Sagittarius. We didn't know what she was doing yet. We didn't know what was brewing there. Uh, then the second square was during the riots you know, while Venus was retrograde. So, and, mm. and that's, so, that social unrest that was, that was when the sun and Mars were in a square to one another. Uh, and so now they're coming back here. Now we got a cardinal square happening. Um, and so I'm very interested to see, especially since Mars is only days away from stationing, but I do like that Venus is sextile to Mercury too, because she seems like Venus seems like she has a message and she's motivated. Right. <laughs> mm. This might be the moms. Moms Absolutely. might be back after this full moon and they're <laughs> like, wait, hold on. We just spent a week in school and we're noticing some things here. So I don't know. Mm-hmm. But Well, I think a lot of it too is people knowing what their values are and what they want. 
but not necessarily knowing how to make that happen. Mm. You know, even just with the election, we all want something better, you know, but for a lot of people, they don't necessarily see that reflected or see that as an option, you know, whereas other people do feel strongly about who they might vote for and they, you know, might be called to action, but they might feel like, you know, they can't do enough because of Mm. the level of urgency that they feel with this election, you know? So I think there's a lot of people just in general, you know, if you are someone who's sure of yourself, you know what your value system is, um, you know, you this year have probably had lots of conversations with people to try to get them to see and understand those values. You know, this is something that is, um, it's just like a hotbed of conversation in America, especially on social media. You know, people feel one way, others feel another, but there are also so many people out there with perspectives that really need education. You know, they, and, and, and a lot of this is, um, there's, there's a J. Cole song that came out somewhat recently called Snow on the Buff. And he was rapping about this, the political climate in America. Um, and he was basically saying how, um, crap, I think I just lost my thought. Oh yeah. (laughs) So he was basically just saying how in America right now, everyone has an opinion and everyone is so sure of what their opinion is, but certain people are just where they are and they're Mm. not going to be anywhere else. And you have to meet them where they're at. It's counterproductive to proselytize to certain people. You actually have to speak to them like they're children and explain it very clearly and thoroughly. And in a lot of cases, it's not their fault. A lot of people grew up in places where they weren't exposed to a lot of different things. You know, I don't think a lot of us don't realize that that awareness in a lot of ways is privilege. Not everyone grew up with parents that put books in their hands. Not everyone grew up with, you know, families that shared perspectives and exposed their children to different things. And I think everyone deserves the opportunity to be enlightened. Um, So I think just that Venus, Mars square and this whole entire year in general has just been like, you know, a lot of us talking to people that we love and care about, but being on different pages in terms of what we value. Um, And that's, you know, it's, it's been draining for a lot of people. For a lot of people, it can be very discouraging because sometimes you really can't get through to certain people. Mm. Um, And we have to be okay with that. We are where we are. You know, the universe has a plan and everything is going to to manifest and work out the way that it's going to work out. You know, Saturn and Pluto are going to meet in the sky every 33-ish years, regardless of what we do down Mm -hmm. here on Earth. You know, so the best thing we could do is just learn from it, work with it, and and try to do our roles, you know, which is also a big theme for 2020, is people trying to figure out what their role is. You know, seeing, wow, there's something going on here on this planet that is just so much bigger than any of these issues, you know, and, and people have been called to action. 
and maybe not necessarily knowing what they can do and how they can contribute, but just knowing that they want to be doing something and they want to be involved on some level, you know, and, and one of the most important levels of that is to educate people. You know, when you have those conversations with your drunk uncle at a barbecue and you actually get through to them, like that is very important work. Maybe you're not on social media getting a bunch of likes, you know, it might not be as glamorous, but that is, that makes an impact, you know, and that's impacting your own family and your own bloodline as well. You know, that stuff is extremely important. So in 2020, like there are no small battles, you know, we're all as, as humanity trying to get to a place that makes sense Mm -hmm. for everyone. It's never going to be perfect, but can it make sense? You know, Um, I think we all want that and we're all trying to get there. But so many of us are on different pages. So I think, you know, the whole dynamic between Venus and Mars this year has just been very, very that, you know. I feel like you just painted an excellent picture, Verge, because it just dawned on me that around that time, that's Labor Day weekend. And so we might actually be, you know, with a family at that time. We have Venus in Cancer. She has a message, uh, you know, with with Virgo uh, there uh, in a very strong position because Mercury in Virgo is in its domicile. Venus is in a nice place of her own triplicity in Cancer. She likes to connect. It's a water sign, you know, Um, and we have a Mars that is about to station to go retrograde. So it is quite possible if you do take that time to share a message of a value that's important to you uh, and and you're able to do so in a caring way that is not overtly like it's it's it has an assertion behind it because mars is in aries but it has a softness where you can get things across in an activating way that allows people to then go in and and think uh, or at least mull it over in in some way in regards to their own actions and their own agendas um and so we don't want to go in hard we want to take in the uh venus you know, Cancer and Virgo, these are uh, receptive signs too. So it can be more of a, you know, I don't know, it can, it can be maybe received more and a little less overt um, and give mm-hmm. a lot of, of things for people to, to then think about. Because I absolutely agree. It's like, you don't need to have, you don't need to be on social media, you know, like getting all the accolades for trying to change, you know, thousands of people's minds at one time, because you change one person's mind and not because you're, you know, you're trying to get your agenda across. No, you're just, you're, you're doing it out of love. You're doing it out of like concern uh, that you want to see a better world. And, and we have to have an intelligent discussion um, and share from our hearts, which is very much a cancerian mm. type of, of thing. You know, it is cancer is the idea of unconditional love versus Capricorn, which is more of that conditional, uh, you know, that we put on the exchange experience. Um, so I, I just love that, 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 you know, may, maybe this is the actual push, especially in Cardinal signs, because now we can, you know, initiate mm. new beginnings and Mars is going to have a lot of time to, uh, in, integrate this and will then in its retrograde process, then meet Venus finally in a trine, um, during, uh, Libra season which Libra season helps us come together here. So, you know, just saying that, you know, maybe 
maybe a seed is planted at this time that can then, you know, start to start right. to flow and internalize later. So, um, exactly. yeah, I love that. That's great. Right. So, yeah. When you educate one person, you know, they can pass that to their children. You never know who they're going to pass that message to, you know, and I think exactly. in 2020, a lot of times like on social media, especially, it seems to be more about being right than actually caring about one another yeah. and, and caring about lifting other people up. You know, it's, it's more about, oh, how could you blah, 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 instead of like, oh, you know, let's really talk about this and see where we're at. Yeah. You know, um, so, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Venus is in Cancer. Tap into that. Tap into the Tap heart in. chakra and, and use that when you're trying to get to those people, you know? Yeah, come from the heart, not from the head, you mm -hmm. know? Like, use the head, use yes. the words to get the message across, but let them be, you know, uh, steeped in in the heart's message. Um, so I love right. that. And then, then and well, what's interesting, because this is the tail end of signs, right? You know, this is almost like a wrapping up type of energy because literally the next day, both Venus and uh, Mercury move into new signs. Venus enters Leo. She's going to get a little bit bolder. She's going to get a little bigger, a little more sun, uh, you know, sun-kissed in many ways. And Mercury is going to go into, it's going to lose its domicile status and it's going to get really heady uh, and connective mm. with that. Uh, Libra energy, which I think that's probably when, you know, things are going to kick back up verbally again. And the, especially when we're For talking sure. about the election and everybody's <laughs> sides and, you know, because Libra is like, it's weighing two different sides. So enjoy Mercury and Virgo while you can, because Libra, I have a feeling yeah. is going to get a little exhausting, uh, especially, <laughs> uh, sure. especially since Venus, she's going to be in Leo too. That's a big Venus. Um, and so, you know, everybody's kind of getting, you know, we thought Leo season was done, but no, Venus is coming in to be like all right well i you know i value my opinion and what i have to say here and then you know like this is <laughs> you know this is where i'm coming from um and you know so that'll be a whole other thing i don't know if you have anything to say about either one of those in their position i know we, we're getting uh less low on time but if you have any speak now or forever hold your peace on <laughs> mercury <and Venus. laughs> yeah no i think you hit that on the head um, with Mercury going into a Libra during election season, like right during the election. It's just everything we're getting on the news is going to be this side versus that side. Everything we're hearing during that time is going to be, you know, very similar conversation. So that only just, it's just right along with what we know is coming. I know. Um, a lot of pandering and just all that nonsense. But, you know, I do, I like Mercury and Libra, though. You know, for us on a, like, energetic level, Objectively I think speaking. it'll be a good time. <laughs> right, true. <laughs> but, you know, I think it's going to put a lot of us, um, make a lot of us think about politics, but maybe in the right ways. You know, if you're not happy with how the election turned out, what are you going to do about it? You know, are you going to do anything about it? Are you going to research ways that you can get more involved so that you can, you know, contribute to being the change that you want to see, essentially? You know, yeah. so our minds are just going to be on the political sphere in general. 
Um, but we can take action with that. You know, we don't have to just accept what is coming with election season and then put it away. You know, we can keep our minds on that, on those topics. It's like people wait till election season sometimes to care what is going on in the world. It's like (laughs) those issues are still going to be here after we choose the president. And we need to keep thinking about those issues and keep coming up with solutions. And I think this presidency is really going to do that. It's going to push a lot of people towards action. And, you know, that's definitely what we need. So, yeah, yeah, I think that'll be a good energy for that. Yes, and it's definitely going to be tied up with our new moon in Virgo, which we'll get here to shortly. So hold on to Mercury because Mercury's got some moves within there from that Libra position. Um, but really some of the big things that you know we have yet, yet to get to that we do need to spend some time on is the fact that Mars is stationing retrograde um, you know, right near our last quarter moon in Gemini, which is interesting because we know last quarter in Gemini, I have a feeling that's going to be a little chatty um, and a lot of ideas floating around and that can, uh, uh, yeah, there's just a lot happening then. That's, so that's going to be on September 9th when Mars does its official stationing the same day that the sun trines Jupiter and you know so we're gonna get a we're gonna get a solar hit from Jupiter there that is going to you know we're gonna we're gonna get that Capricornian message we're gonna hear things more politics because Jupiter and Capricorn both are gonna you know we're gonna be very aware of uh, earth-based situations because this is happening in you know a Virgo to Capricorn trine. Um, But what's important about this is that Jupiter is preparing to station direct as well on just a few days later on September 12th. So we basically have Mars stationing to, to a halt in that square to Saturn to go backwards while the sun trines is stationing Jupiter who is ready to reemerge and go forward once more. And so the basically September 9th through the 12th, paired with the last quarter in Gemini, I think we're going to see some very interesting things rise to the surface that are going to give us a lot to go back on with the Mars retrograde, but new agendas that are pushing forward with Jupiter going direct. So any any thoughts on, I'm sure you're like, a whole nother podcast could happen on that. <laughs> <laughs> For sure. I mean, well, so my sun is 29 degrees Capricorn. So all of this stuff is like in my face (laughs) right now and has been for some time. Um, So, you know, I've been like, I've had this, these transits highlighted for like the last three years. And then Mars squaring Saturn is kind of like the last one until I'm like, a little bit in the clear for a while until Pluto crosses my sun in 2024. But, you know, um, with Jupiter going direct, um, I think we're going to start getting more things centered around money. Um, We really haven't seen, like, the effects of quarantine, you know, on the housing market, on the financial system, not in the way that we would have expected. And that's because that takes time. You know, it takes time for that to catch up and be reflected. Mm. So I think when Jupiter goes direct in Capricorn, um, you know, then it meets up with Saturn again, before it starts to pick up more of that, you know, it, it starts to pick up more of itself 
when it goes deeper into Aquarius, because right now it is in fall in Capricorn. Um, so I think it going direct, I think we haven't seen like the the biggest of that transit's negative manifestations in terms of the impact financially on the economy, the housing market, all of that. Um, I, you know, somewhat recently was looking into real estate um, and pricing was pretty good and then actually went up with quarantine and all of that, you know, because homes mentally became more valuable. Yeah. So people are putting their houses on the market for more money, you know, but now, you know, after months and months of maybe people not having an income, you know, lots of layoffs, things of that nature, you know, the house, it's definitely going to become more of a buyer's market at some point. So I definitely feel like Jupiter's transit is going to bring us some more, or rather him going direct is going to bring some of those narratives um, to the forefront. Him along with Saturn, you know, I think Saturn on his way out of Capricorn will have his last kind of ha-ha, you know, whatever that <laughs> manifests as. Um, but, you know, I've been surprised this year with just how well the dollar has held up in general. I know. I expected a little bit more financial turmoil. Hey, I'm fine without it. I, I don't need it, you know. But I definitely think that that could be something that comes through as those two planets leave, you know, and make their exit. Yeah. So, yeah. And then with the... No, I'm sorry. Go ahead. Well, no, I'll just say real quick with the, yeah, because I, I think it's going to be a buyer's market too after some time and maybe even after the election there, um, depending on what goes, goes down. Uh, but it's also interesting to think that, you know, even if you're not in the position to buy real estate, I think that when Jupiter starts to station and go direct here uh, with the sun trine, you know, that might be when we see some of the, um, the uh, rent uh, control type of things come oh. out there because that's a big issue right now too, because stimuluses aren't coming out. Um, you know, places like restaurants and salons, uh, bar, you know, p- places that are, can't hold their own because they're not getting the business, um, because they're shut down. It's like, well, how am I going to pay any type of rent? Uh, wh- who's helping me out here? Are we all just supposed to close, you know, because, and so right. I think we're going to see a lot of change in what is, um, you know, who can withstand this next shift especially since Saturn is going to go direct in a couple weeks time after that too. So we have a lot of these, uh, you know, sleepers that have been in this retrograde status that have kind of kept us, um, you know, hanging, uh, in the balance for a a while are now going to start pushing direct, uh, with new types of agendas. And so, well, you know, we'll have to see how that pans out. Um, but you know, that's, I I don't, we're supposed to forecast, but I'm like, I don't know what we'll see, but I know we're going to see something. (laughs) (laughs) I feel like that's 2020 just overall. Um, Mm -hmm. but just know, you know, and especially if you have planets that are around, you know, that 17 degrees of cardinal signs where Jupiter's stationing or planets that are around, you know, 26, 27 of cardinal signs where Mars is stationing. Um, you're, you're caught in it a little bit more 
than the rest of us. So you can anticipate that Jupiter story to push forward. Um, you can anticipate that Mars story to halt and roll back. Um, and so, you know, just be, just be cautious, especially with Mars going stationing in Aries. Just be cautious in general with your movements because, you know, mm. this is if we, if we need a timeout, you know, there's a, when accidents happen because that's when, that's when Mars is, you know, Mars square Saturn. So just be very conscious of what you're doing out there, especially when Jupiter is right. ramped up. You know, this is just a word of the rise because last quarter in Gemini, we might be moving faster than we normally do or in a frenzy or in an anxiety of some sort of uh, stuff. So basically the September 9th through the 12th, just be aware of your movements, be aware of your actions, your, your mental state. Um, and just, I guess what I'm saying is slow your roll because, <laughs> you know, we, can, we might trip ourselves up literally there. So because, um, you know, I think like, also, you know, mm-hmm. sorry. No, I ahead. think also we could see something in relation to the airlines when mm. Jupiter goes direct. Um, you know, for the most part, people haven't been flying. Like, who's going on vacation right now kind of thing. We can't go but, anywhere. <laughs> you know, we are starting to sort of resume some normalcy. Um, so certainly I feel like by the time Jupiter is in Aquarius, I think travel will be a little bit more normal. Um you know, so hopefully, because I certainly would like to travel a little bit. I, uh, I've i never actually left the continental U.S. The furthest I've been is Puerto Rico. Um, and now I'm actually at a point in my life where I can travel, but I can't. Can't? You know, so, <laughs> I, know. Um, I know. So I'm personally hoping that things turn around for the better pretty soon. And I think they will. I think Jupiter going direct will lend us some of that. Yeah, that'll be so. interesting to see if, if we start to see some borders open up or maybe some people welcome us back in. Because it's very interesting. Right. We talked about a wall forever here and they're like, oh, a wall keeps you in. And it's it's interesting. We didn't even build the wall, but we ended up building an international wall where we can't go anywhere Seriously. because it's like uh, the irony is thick. Um, right. But I'm, I'm with you on that. I, I It kind of scares me not to be able to go to many places in the world for right. whatever That's reason. Like I, right. It trips me out. Um, so I'm hoping mm-hmm. that 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 happens um but and the airlines that's very it's a i could see that being uh el, you know a story that it, that is placed mm-hmm. there so we shall right. see um and it's interesting because this is all centered around the same time that the sun opposes neptune which is always very interesting in itself sun opposing neptune trining pluto uh we got venus squaring uranus uh, in, in that time period. So basically like the 11th, let's see, is, is this an actual week? Kind of like Friday to Friday, the 11th through, you know, midweek, the 16th. We just have a lot of things happening. We got, we're, we're up against the Neptune energy. Maybe even we'll see, cause we talk about the Neptune being uh, virus um, and the uncertainty there. And the sun always sheds, sheds a light on something. It makes us consciously aware of what's going on. So maybe we turn another page around that, or there's just new information that comes out um, that we get a clearer a view. vaccine maybe. I, well, you know, it's interesting that you say that Verge, because I was kind of the, what's fascinating about the full moon back on the second was that's when the sun is meeting at, uh, is at 10 degrees of, 
um, Virgo. And I've been tracking the Sun-Mars synodic cycle that uh, basically the Sun Sun and Mars seated um, along with Venus and Mercury in a, in a decently tight conjunction in Virgo uh, back in September of 2019. And I was piecing mm-hmm. out the Sun and Mars's movements um, unleashing the pandemic basically because you know mars is the bringer of destruction uh you know the sun is just the manifesting awareness principle of that and it all happened in the health sign of virgo and what was fascinating about that Mm. was that um that that conjunction itself happened on the ascendant of washington dc it happened on the descendant of wuhan china because by longitude DC and Beijing basically and Wuhan area are are exactly, you know, polar 180 um wow. longitude wise. So that's why we're so affected by one another is because there is an ascendant descendant mm. type of energy happening. Uh, and that ripped right through New York that that line on the Astro map. Wow. Um and so a lot of this is tied up. So mm. we have the sun returning after a year to this place. Um, and of course the sun Mars, you know, synodic cycle takes more than a year because Mars is a slower mover. We have a retrograde cycle that's happening. Um, but Mercury first meets, meets there on August 24th when Mar, it, it is going to trine Uranus when Mars squares Saturn. So I was putting the, uh, dic- the, uh, prediction out to my Patreon folks that I was thinking, you know, we might hear something about. Uh, you know, the news might get out about a potential vaccine uh, that is happening or some sort of turn in in the health story or how we're going to, now that we've come full circle with it. So, right. so we might see something, 825, we might have a manifestation of it in the full moon. Uh, maybe we get more information or maybe some information is even retracted or gets a little, you know, uncertain with the sun Neptune Mm. opposition by the 11th, by September 11th, or, you know, we know that date, Um, (laughs) 9-11. We have a different 9-11 basically. Um, So yeah, it's, I, I think that you might be right about that. And there might be a backstory that is really unleashed during the whole of Virgo season that is around right yeah so well let's you know we only have a little bit time left here so let's just jump into our new moon in virgo that's really allowing us to like rebirth this energy just saying venus square uranus mid-september 13th through the 15th relationships might get a little little you know Mm -hmm. she isn't leo she's big she's bold they're fixed you know, relationships and, and value consciousness and just overall harmony might be a little disrupted or a little social, you know, blips there. So I'm just going to throw that on everyone's radar um, that if you're feeling a little heated, a little passionate, a little restless, a little combative, <laughs> that, you know, mid-September, that's because Venus is getting a little squirrely with all Uranus and trining Chiron at the same time, which always tends to bring some triggers mm. to the forefront. Um, but this brings us to our new moon at 25 degrees of Virgo on September 17th, which is going to be uh, a Thursday, a Thursday. Um, and so we got some things going on. No, number one, this is a new moon, pretty much exactly trying Saturn. Uh, we also have Mercury squaring Jupiter um, and about to move on to square Pluto. So we have the new moon ruler 
squaring the Jupiter energy, right? That we just know just went direct. We just talked about this um, in its fall position. Uh, and it's trining Saturn, which seems like it's picking up from the story from the last Cancer new moon where it was in opposition to Saturn. So now we got the flow there. So any any thoughts on this new moon with uh, those positionings? Wow. So yeah, the square to, or rather Mercury squaring Jupiter during that time is yeah. going to be really interesting. Just, you know, we're all trying to get our routines in order. We're all trying to get super organized. And then here we have Mercury, not necessarily blocked, but, you know, Jupiter is the planet of expansion. Jupiter is how we expand, how we cultivate um, new experience and new aspects of ourselves in life through those experiences. So we're going to want to be creating structure for ourselves, but Mercury is going to be at odds with, you know, a planet that kind of helps us cultivate all of those things in a new way. Um, so I feel like everything that's going on with the election, everything that's going on in terms of Washington and more importantly, just all of the different rules and laws and like, you know, for instance, Rhode Island was on the travel ban list for two days and then it wasn't, you know, there's just like mm -hmm. a lot of fluctuation coming from government Capricorn. Um, so while Mercury is really trying to make sense of everything and get its own ship in order, you know, it has to constantly recalibrate its ideas based upon what's going on in, in that specter of the world with, yeah. you know, government and, and, and just all of the newness that we're getting with kids going back to school. There's all these different rules that the schools have to follow now. Um, I just had a doctor's appointment today via Skype, you know, mm. that was kind of weird, but you know, we're just in a new age and a new situation. So Mercury is kind of having to, deal with all of those new things that are coming to us all of the ways that our society is expanding right now which you know we're expanding in a, di a direction in some ways that we don't particularly care for but you know it's still a part of the experience um so it, you know it's just mercury just kind of balancing a lot of different things um i don't see it as um I think it's a very powerful new moon, honestly. I think yeah. it's definitely one to work with um, and, and do your rituals, set your intentions. Um, you know, that square to Jupiter, I think, can actually lend a lot of vision and a lot of creativity in how you want to organize yourself and how you want to just, you know, organize your life and pay attention to all of the details and, and, and really decide what it is that you want, you know, what's your to-do list looking like, you know, what are your new long-term goals, you know, put all of that stuff down on paper, write it down, make it physical and make it tangible, mm -hmm. but also don't be afraid to, you know, sit and dream with it as well and, and, and connect to those higher octaves with it you know, um, do, do some energy work with this new moon. Um, you know, Mercury is definitely going to be called to 
to look at some of those things at that time. Yeah, he's a mu- magician, you know, that's like, that's how we bring things down and that in that uh, the psychopomp that can work between the worlds. And so it does seem like a very mm. much a manifestation new moon just because we have that trine to Saturn, sure. which is form. You know, we have a trine in, in, in form that starts with Capricorn and, and form that can shift and transition with Virgo. So if we need to transition in our lives towards the new and the beginnings that we seek. There's a lot of um, planning and purpose. Um, And like you said, getting it down on paper, like don't let it just be in your head. Like just literally write this stuff down, perform a ritual uh, around it um, and really root yourself um, in the energies. And I think that part of the Mercury-Jupiter square action, which is interesting because Mercury in Libra at this point is going to be looking to Venus, who's in Leo, and Venus will have just squared Uranus. So there is this, um, you know, innovative, uh, different perspective, you know, pushing forward mentally into a new space because, you know, Jupiter just wants us to grow. uh, And that mental directive will have been funded by, I got a lot of the earth planets working, funded by, (laughs) um, you know, Hmm. Venus uh, basically squaring Uranus and going through her own shakeup of what maybe she values or what she's opening up to now. Um, And so I think we are seeing the bigger picture. We're still weighing sides. We know we have to move forward and we're going to go with what we have in the best plan that we have in this moment for what we see and want to innovate our lives towards. Uh, and we can put that into motion. Um, and, you know, the fact that Mercury is about to, is basically caught between a square with Jupiter and Pluto means there, there's much that we can change about our lives for this new moon cycle, if not only in our perspective or our mind, you know, and sometimes the change of mind or the change of the mental uh, landscape and how we perceive our, you know, as they say, your perception is your reality. You know, if we can shift these Mm -hmm. things at this time, um, that is going to set us up for powerful manifestation in our own lives. Now, keep in mind, it's going to be crazy over in the real world, but I think it's a powerful new moon too. I think it's going to be very spiritually oriented in, in, in some respects. And so, you know, use it, use it, go with it. It's good. It's going to help us root down. So that being said, right. we've talked a lot, we've talked a lot about a lot of things. And so <laughs> I guess Verge, if you had, if you had one word for Virgo season. Who, um, First word that comes to mind. <laughs> Focus. Mm. Focus. Focus. There's going to be a lot of stimulation during this time. Um, don't get sweeped. Don't get sweeped away by it. Make sure that you're focusing on your goals, you know, and and what you want to manifest in your life because we can't really control what is going on out there. You know, we can cast our vote. We can get involved in ways that we can get involved, but we can't change the outcome, you know, and Jupiter is a planet of optimism. So that squaring Mercury, I think a lot of people, you know, are overly optimistic and they think things are going to work out in their favor, you know, but if they don't, you are still the magician and you are still able to, create the life around you that you want 
You know, you can't control what they're telling you through the magic TV box and what's happening in Washington. But you can manifest your life. You know, you can still be in control of all of those things. Mm. So focus, you know, you're in charge of what you focus on. You know, you're not in charge of everything, but you are in charge of that. So just by using your intention more wisely, especially during Virgo season, you know, I think you'll get a whole lot out of it. Perfect. Those are the perfect words to end on. Focus, 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 which Virgo is good at. So, you know, wave your wand, be your own magician, push all the stimulus out of your mind. Don't totally escape from it, (laughs) but enough to where you are the director of your own reality. So I love that, Verge. All right. Well, you know, what do you got going on? Where can people find you? What, uh, what are we going to leave the people with? Yeah. So I am on Instagram at Verge the Astrologer. Um, you can find my website there through the link in my bio. Um, right now I'm doing past life readings for anyone who might be interested in that. Um, it's something that I've waited a number of years to kind of streamline and perfect and I'm finally offering it. So for anyone that is called to that type of work, um, and I do have a podcast that is on the way called Beyond the Veil. Um, there will be more information available about that in the near future. It's still in production. But otherwise, Verge the Astrologer Instagram. Perfect. Yes. So is it, the podcast is beyond, beyond the veil right now, but it will be unveiled shortly. Yes. Yes, exactly. (laughs) All right. Well, where can you find me? You can find me over at energeticprinciples.com and you can also find me on IG and Facebook at Energetic Principles. And of course, I will do a blog post that will share Verge's information as well. So you can get a straight shot uh, if you want to find him there. Um, I am taking a little bit of a break right now for Mars retrograde. So you might not see a whole lot from me, Um, but I did want to do, you know, an episode such as this so that we can leave you with some things uh, to, you know, chew on, mull over, Virgo eyes, uh, you know, in, in the meantime, while I gather my resources, the magician waves the wand behind the scenes a lot of the times. Um, and I promise I will be back uh, with more to come. So, and just as, as a note, I have uh, put my Patreon down as well. So I'm not currently doing that. Um, and I'm rethinking my, uh, the podcast and what I'm going to bring out in, uh, you know, the sphere in this. So just know that there are things in the works that are behind the scenes, uh, that I will have more on in my own veil. I will, I will do my own unveil, uh, <laughs> in, in due time here. Um, now if you enjoyed listening to this podcast and what Virgin and I had to share about Virgo season, you know, tell a friend, spread the good word. Uh, leave a review where you listen to this to help us be seen further um, because that interaction uh, and that word of mouth definitely carries um, and it will help us out. So, all right. Well, Verge, always a pleasure to talk to you. I can't even believe it's been a year since we talked last. I hope it will be less time than that next time. (laughs) Yes, absolutely. Always a pleasure to be here. Thank you so much. Thank you. So, all right. It's always a pleasure to bring you the content that we do. So thank you so much for tuning in. And as always, may the stars be with you. Mm -hmm.